welcome back to Zion Consciousness and Covenant. I say welcome back because it's uh, been a little while. I'm Andy Rasmussen, joined with, as always, by Felice Austin. Felice, Hello. nice to talk to you again. Hello. It's only been uh, a few weeks. I'll tell you the difference here. Up until now, these have all been done um, early, early Sunday morning. And uh, winter Sundays, I've, I've driven to the studio in the dark, and it's been freezing, and I've been in many layers, and it's now a beautiful weekday spring evening. So you may get a little bit more uh, punchy <laughs> personality from me. I've been awake for some time now, not, you know, like five minutes, and, well, you as well. <laughs> You're usually awake even less by the time we do this. <laughs> No, I get up, I take my cold shower, I meditate for an hour. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Then I do the podcast. Right, right. There's been a couple of occasions. Um, (laughs) Boy, cold shower, good for you. I'm still just splashing cold water on my my face and feet. I take a cold shower a little bit later in the day, but not first thing in the morning. Oh, but the first thing is when it's... I know it. The most valuable. <laughs> gotta, gotta work up to it. But any time is really good. Have we talked about the cold shower on this podcast? No. You want to mention Ishnan, it real quick? The technology of Ishnan? Mm, I think we better save it for a hotter day. Okay. <laughs> when people are more inclined. Let's, go, let's talk about the imagination today. Let's do that. And... Uh, yeah, and, and by way of explanation, too, just lots of stuff kind of uh, coming up for both of us. Just busy last few weeks, and so we're back into it now and do this regularly. But you did, in the meantime, finish your book. Yes, I finished it. <laughs> Amazing. It happened. That is pretty exciting. And I saw the the cover. And it's, Yeah, the cover is beautiful. Yeah, fantastic. Who, who designed that for you? Marie Reese. She did the cover for our The Gift of Giving Life as well. She's one of my favorite designers, and if possible, I'll always work with her. Wow. So, yeah. It looks great. And uh, what's the timeline on that? And you're doing uh, a little Kickstarter thing, except it's not Kickstarter. What is it on? Yeah, the timeline is whenever I get funding. <laughs> Actually, it's probably by the end of June. Because um, people have been ge- very generous and donated because um, I'm publishing it myself and I want to get it in people's hands as quick as possible. So it looks like so I, she's on the cover. I, right now we're just waiting for approval from KRI to um, make sure all the teachings are accurate, all the teachings of Yogi Bhajan. Mm-hmm. And then once that's approved, she'll start laying it out. And then from there, it'll probably be about six weeks till it's in your hands. Wow. Fantastic. What is the uh, fundraiser site? Oh, it's GoFundMe.com. And I can't remember the name of the... I think it's called Publish colon Awake as in Ancient Days. Yeah. That's the... Uh, that is the title. That's the type of you want to search for it and donate a little something. Everyone that donates gets some awesome bonuses and prizes and things like that. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, looking forward to it. Considering using it in, in my own little uh, teaching this summer. Not considering, awesome. I absolutely will use it. 
Yeah, I hope you will. I mean, I just hope it's a great resource. So many people have wanted more. And so we did it. Awesome. Me and God and his angels and everyone who prayed for me and modeled for me and was a photographer for me and did all of the things that I needed done. So it was great. And it's done. And we'll talk more about it in the future when it's in your hands. Yeah. And everyone's probably going to have questions or comments or mind explosions. Well, fantastic. Let's get, let's uh, get into the uh, topic today. It's okay. imagination. And, imagination. Uh, the key. Is the key to reality. Yeah. What does that mean? What do you think it means? <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interviewing here. Oh, you are? Okay. Um, I'll cooperate. And for those, by the way, <laughs> for those who haven't had the joy of having a session with police yet, that's, uh, that's a very typical question from police. In fact, that's oh. the most typical question. Like, what does this mean, Julie? Is this dream, this sign, this whatever, this feeling? And Julie says, well, what do you think it means? Well, I don't know. <laughs> and then my favorite one, of course, well, if you did know, what would it be? What would you know? What would, what would it be? <laughs> and you always know. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to calm oh, this conscious, That's right? not all I do. But yes, the questioning does. I like those questions. And I think deep down people know their own answers. But, um, and this, that's what really this is all about is, um, is deep down, like we have within us all of the resources that we need. We just don't know that we have them. And that's why I'm doing this imagery training and why I've written about it and why we're talking about it today. Fantastic. So let's get... Let's. What did you mean? Because you wrote a blog post on this. Okay. Um, well, um, the imagination is—it's this amazing tool from God, and our thoughts actually, and our things that we think about have great power. And and a lot of times we think, oh well, that's you know the things that we create in our mind are are not real, but they're actually closer to real than the things that we see, and. What I mean by that is um, it's like the visionary state when people are having visions, like the ancient prophets and, you know, modern prophets like Joseph Smith and and so forth. They had some pretty intense visions that we can read about in the scriptures. And I always, you know, as a child, I always thought, oh, my gosh, like an angel came and swept them away and took them up to this mountain. But in reality... They were lying on their bed, <laughs> and they were carried away in the spirit in their imagination, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. But it was a very real state. And and if you've ever had that experience, it is very real, even though um, it might be considered more like a dream state. And some people do, some of these visions that these prophets had were dreams, but often they were actually awake, but they sometimes call them dreams, because that's the easiest way to describe what the the vision state is like, and I call it the imagery state, and um, it's a therapeutic tool. It's a therapeutic model that I use um, with many of my clients, where you take them into basically a trance state, like a light um, trance, or sometimes a deep trance. Um, When I say trance, 
you know, I just mean a, a hypnotic state, anything. The, the deep relaxation. We all get yeah, to the same point just before yeah. we drift off to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really simple. You just kind of relax people and then you ask them to use all five senses um, with their eyes closed. So see, but, you know, with your eyes closed or, you know, maybe imagine a beautiful special place and kind of use all the senses. And what's interesting is when we use the senses in our imagination, it's more real <laughs> than 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 because the five senses in, in life will always lead us into the illusion. You know, the things we see and the things that right. we hear. They're not always true. There's a lot of, but when we close our eyes and shut off, you know, 70% of our sensory perception, and we start to use our spiritual eyes to see and to imagine, you know, feeling the flower and smelling the flower and, um, you know, things like that, then we're actually more in tune with reality. And we know that there's a lot here that we don't see. You know, the spirit world is on Earth, right? Well, yes. And it's, that used to be such a... Um such a real dichotomy for people for most of the history of the world. Like, there was the seen world, which was pretty basic, and the unseen world, which was uh, totally foreign and other and, and, uh, you know, magical or metaphysical or or spiritual. And now, in in our age, we've got the two kind of coming together. Uh, We're Mm -hmm. coming to you uh, from from Radio Studio. Now, these radio waves didn't just spring into being when uh, Mr. Hertz uh, discovered them in 1887. He, He didn't create them. He discovered them. They were already always there. And, of mm-hmm. course, we know that we only see a very small sliver of the ultraviolet light um, spectrum. And mm-hmm. the rest of it is all still there. And we me- we can measure some of it with different things, but some of it's still outside of our, our experience yet now. But we know mm-hmm. it's there. And we know it's light and existence mm-hmm. just like everything else. So that's not right. a, shouldn't be a difficult concept for modern people to, to grasp. Right. But it, and, but, but it, it is. <laughs> it is and it isn't. Like, like there's so much that we don't see, and yet people do see it. They just don't understand that it's real, <laughs> you right. know? Like, um, when you close your eyes and you, you know, you start to, when I say, if you did know, what would the answer be? People close their eyes and, then, well, this, this is how everybody answers. Yeah. Well, this might sound crazy, but. And then they pop out with the answer, you right, know, like, right. and it's because it's, it's there, it's there beneath the surface. And when you can really tap into the imagination and maybe some of the things that come up are symbolic, but there's still an answer. There's really deep knowledge there. So for example, let's say I take someone into a special place and then ask them when they're in that, when you're in that state, that, that imagery state, that light hypnotic state very relaxed, it's it's the gateway to the higher self. That's how we access that childlike state where mm-hmm. God, that God wants us to be in. It's where um, you're, you're, you're bypassing the conscious this, projections yes. and getting into the subconscious where, where you can connect mm-hmm. with that stuff. Right, and so when I say allow an image to form that represents an inner guide, or a guardian angel, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, an image will come, and often it's not what they expect to see, which mm-hmm. which proves that it's subconscious. You know, it's not it's not they're not consciously deriving these images. And sometimes the image comes in a strange shape, like it may come in the shape. I've had a, a guardian angel come in the shape of, you know, Miss um, Piggy, <laughs> which is a little funny. But the but what <laughs> but the the wisdom. You told me I could have had a Miss Piggy drop already. <laughs> Now, re- uh, real quick, uh, before you okay, go on. Okay, now let's not get off topic. No, I'm not getting off topic. I want to ask you, is um, 
they don't always come like you don't always have the same guide. Sometimes they're sim- similar, the same. Uh, it sometimes depends. They're not. Usually, um, usually with clients that I see repeatedly, like they have a similar guide, mm-hmm. but sometimes we need something different. We need an angel, or we need, um, you know, a wizard, or <laughs> it depends on what we're doing. When we're doing an archetypal journey, we might need a wizard or a queen, and and sometimes a wizard looks like Merlin. But what's important is the the information that comes, and it's very otherworldly. It's very. Um, heavenly you know what i mean like the the angels or the ancestors or whoever shows up there's this deep deep knowledge and wisdom and healing that happens and you know it may sound a little crazy once you open your eyes back up and you're in your conscious state but when you're there it's like a dream it's like you're you're very much there and it's very real and sometimes jesus christ comes and people will say you're not going to believe this but it was jesus and i'll be like i do believe it and it wasn't just in your mind jesus was mm-hmm. here he's in yeah absolutely and that's what I think that's what that scripture says about, um, oh, I don't have it handy. Uh, in DNC, I think, where he says, then shall you know that you have seen me. Yeah. And it's past tense. Mm-hmm. And I think about that a lot. I'm like, well, we have seen him. A lot of us have seen him. We just don't think it counts. <laughs> well, and that ties in, obviously, with the uh, all things testify of me. All things, not some things. All yeah. things, in fact, if we are tuned into the symbol. You mentioned before it might be a well, symbol. Well, if you can't see God in all, then you can't see God at right. all. You, you mentioned before it might, it might uh, come in these, in these imagery experiences. Uh, there might be symbols or things that are symbolic that represent mm-hmm. things in, in quote-unquote reality. <laughs> and yeah. we, won't, we don't need to dive into it, certainly in this podcast, and maybe ever. I don't know. It's going to be a, a personal conversation kind of a thing, but I'm going to submit real quickly that ain't nothing we see on a daily basis anything more than a symbol. Uh, everything we experience in our lives is symbolic and not entirely real. It is our projection of our consciousness on the world. Right. Well, did you hear, oh my gosh, did you hear in the last general conference, who was it? I think it was Elder Holland. He said very emphatically that I am more sure that Christ lives than I am sure that I am standing here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Did you hear him say that? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to most folks. I was like, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) This is all an illusion. (laughs) And the reality is just like, yeah. And that's why, I mean, you're like you said, we see less than 1% of the the reality of the the light spectrum, but just a reality. And so a while ago, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how pathetic that was. (laughs) And I was thinking, I want to see more. Like, what if I saw 2%? How would Mm. my life change? So I started praying fervently to see more. Well, I started praying to see things as they really are. Right. And after right. about a year of that, I started seeing a lot more. <laughs> um, okay. But it was still like 2%. <laughs> and it depended on the day. Um, I found that infants, very young infants, see about 4 or 5%. Yeah, absolutely. And um, But I found that when I am in the imagery state or deep meditation, I see like 30 to 40%. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I asked God, like, what percentage of reality do I see when I'm in this state, in this state? And I was like, wow, imagery and meditation, like that stuff is actually real. Now let me throw some things out at you here, because you're really triggering a lot, uh, not triggering negative things, but a lot of thoughts. Um, There is, uh, there are a number of 
of quotes and uh, different things from, from one from Joseph Smith talking about the influence of the Holy Ghost, and uh, that um, in in times of of vision, uh, he was able. To, he, he talked about being able to see out of his fingertips and from every cell in his body in every direction, and that was how you mm-hmm. perceive these things. You know, Moses saw every particle of the earth and every person ever lived on it. Well, we can't see that with our with our eyes uh, mm-hmm. in this um, crass and mortal state. But Joseph talks about it's not a it's not some weird otherworldly thing. It is simply a a, a um, transfiguration of your body. And what happens is you're able to see in all directions. Party Pratt talked about the same thing, uh, the same kind of a, a, an idea. In fact, Brigham Young mentioned the same thing. It was I think it was Brigham Young. He said, uh, you know, we now see and perceive with five senses. Right. Maybe that was Orson Pratt. I'll have to pull it up, and maybe we'll post that on, our, on the website. But he said, uh, but what if I have, no, it was Brigham, what if I have a sixth or a seventh or a ninth, tenth, or twelfth sense uh, granted mm-hmm. unto me? And that is, all these things already exist, and we can open ourselves up to them, and the additional light and that, that perception on all those levels that already exist within our, our, our bodies and our souls. Or we can mm-hmm. uh, shut ourselves off to that, and that's what literally mm-hmm. what the darkness is. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a quote here um, by Joseph Smith, actually, in my blog post I'd like to share. It's, I think a lot of people don't think that they can have visions and personal revelation, you know, even though we preach about personal revelation in mm-hmm. our church, and it's our core doctrine, really. <laughs> I mean, that's... Just yes. that personal yeah. revelation and started the church. So, um, but he says um, it's for everyone. It's essential for our progression. And without revelation, all would be guesswork, darkness, and confusion. And then here's more. I think it's from him. Oh no, I think it's from the Bible Dictionary. Read full entry here. I should click on this link and see where this is from. <laughs> Let me read it, and then I'll tell you where it's from. Continuous revelation from God to his saints through the Holy Ghost or by any other means, such as visions, dreams, or visitations, makes possible daily guidance along true paths and leads the faithful soul to complete and eternal salvation in the celestial kingdom. The principle of gaining knowledge by revelation is the principle of salvation. It is the making known of divine truth by communication with the heavens. Mm-hmm. So that looks like it is, that is the, Bible dictionary. the LDS, yeah, in the Bible Dictionary. Yeah. I found it on LDS.org under Revelation. So everyone can and should strive for this kind of revelation. And the great thing about um, when you do a facilitated, guided, like, imagery journey is that it's always going to facilitator is going to make sure like like that's what I do and I'm doing a training on this later so if anyone wants to is already in the healing modality and wants mm-hmm. to add this it's really really powerful but basically the facilitator just makes sure that the journey ends up being safe healing and elevating mm-hmm. you know um and that because <laughs> you can try to guide yourself Whenever I try to guide myself, I always get so relaxed I fall asleep. <laughs> so um, it's just really great to have a facilitator um, on these kinds of journeys, and it's nice to have audience. But oh, can I read you this quote by Betty Eady from her near death experience? Ah, Betty, so one of the first. Yes, yeah. she was in. Was that nineteen ninety five or ninety four? Yeah, no, it was ninety. It was early nineties, ninety three, ninety four. 
Yeah, okay. So early 90s, this lady named Betty Eady had a near-death experience, and she wrote a book. And I think I read it back then and was like, eh, okay, whatever. And then I came across it more recently, and I was like, wow, she, like, she was talking about stuff that had not been discovered, was not widely known yet. Like, she was, she talked about epigenetics, and nobody even Mm -hmm. knew what that was then, you know, that people would come to Earth with memories and, like, cellular memory and stuff, and people didn't know what that was, you know, but now we know. But So this is what she said about imagination. She said, um, gifted people are able to use their imaginations to create new things, both wonderful and terrible. Some people come to this earth with their powers of imagination already well-developed, and I saw that some of them misuse that power here. Some people use negative energy to create harmful things, items, or words that can destroy. Others use their imagination in positive ways to the betterment of those around them. These people truly create joy and are blessed. There is a literal power in the creations of the mind. Thoughts are these. And then she says, I understood that life is lived most fully in the imagination. That ironically, imagination is the key to reality. Mm. This is... um... And so, just going on what she said, um, I was talking a lot to a friend of mine who had an anxiety battle, depression and anxiety last year. And it was sort of the opposite side of the coin. She was using her imagination right. in really negative ways, right. and it felt like that was out of her control. I was going to say, um, it felt like she was, her imagination was using her. I've been there. Yes. <laughs> I think Satan was using her imagination. He'd hijacked it, basically. Yeah. Um, and she did eventually come out of that, and every now and then when she feels it coming on, she just tells herself, I can use my imagination in more productive ways. Interesting. Now, before we... Because uh, there are... Lots of uh, everything I think you find in the scriptures. You mentioned it in your blog post here. Several instances of um, of visions, whether it's uh, the tree of life, Lehi and Nephi both, um, Alma, Abraham, several others, and even every instance of faith is really talking about harnessing this uh, this imagination or really seeing what is what is truly what is true, what is real. Uh, and I, there's and there's another side of it mentioned also in the Tree of Life vision called Vain Imaginations. I think we should kind of get to a little bit, but before we do that, this is, my mind is exploding here. There's so much, because uh, this is exactly, now we didn't talk about this beforehand, <laughs> so this this conversation's happening uh, organically, but this is exactly what I have been um, just really in, involved in and, and thinking about and experiencing for the last uh, last few weeks. I'm going to throw this out there. You, you threw Betty Edie out, and um, not going to recommend it for anybody, but I've been looking through uh, and, and working through A Course in Miracles. For those who know what that is, it's interesting. I'm not saying it's scripture, but I like I like a lot of, of uh, religious texts. You may hear me quote mm-hmm. uh, from the Tao Te Ching or even the Quran from time to time. But this oh, yeah. is let I me. I like A Course in Miracles. It's amazing, and it's it's the whole thing is this very idea that what you see is in fact unreal. And it's mm-hmm. and the atonement, the power of the atonement is what is involved. The whole purpose of it, and redemption, the process of redemption is dropping those. Well, as Paul said, taking the scales away from your eyes, right? So that right now we see through a glass darkly, but mm-hmm. we can see the truth. Anyway, I'm just going to read a couple of quick quotes from there and want your your thoughts. Yeah. 
<clears throat> this one, you have, made, you have made many ideas that you've placed between yourself and your creator, and these beliefs are the world as you perceive it. Truth is not absent here, but it's obscure. Again, the Bible tells you to become as little children. Little children recognize that they do not understand what they perceive, <laughs> and so they ask <laughs> what it means. Now, I've got one more, but pause on that one, because that gets, that's personal revelation. Little children mm-hmm. understand they don't they don't uh, un- recognize that mm-hmm. they understand they don't understand what they perceive. They don't, they, don't, they look at the world around them and they understand that they don't they don't get it. They don't know what it is, and so they ask questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that reminds me of a funny um, quote in Annie Dillard's memoir. Uh-huh. Talking about you a Dillard how. Fan? Yeah, I love her. Well, I love her memoir, um, An American Childhood. I could read it over. Mm-hmm. It's my Desert Island book, along with the scriptures. But she talks about this fun game that she used to play with her, you know, friends and kick the can and all these fun games that how her parents would, you know, emphatically refuse to play spider cow or whatever it was right. um, because of, you know, dignity or whatever. In the very last line of that essay, she said, I had never seen very much accomplished in the name of dignity anyway. Amen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's the essay <laughs> where she, like, pretends to fly. Like, she yeah. just yeah. flaps her wings as she runs down the street. And she's too old to really believe that she can fly. But she also believes, she also, she says, and here's the kicker. I knew with faith anything was possible. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I just went for it. And so she's just, like, she's running down the street, flapping her wings and shooting sparks, you know, and it's, it's mostly in her imagination, but she flew. But that's more real than reality. Sometimes I, Mm -hmm. um, just parenthetically, if you're going to do Kundalini yoga, you you better Mm -hmm. get past the idea of, of a dignity. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you have to do weird things. Yeah. We don't have to, but sometimes you're invited to laugh out loud or, pop your mouth or do weird things. But, you know, it's amazing. But we're not talking about Kundalini Yoga today. <laughs> just just Although, parenthetically, that's, uh, it's, I've thought that Although, many times. Well, we just did a, a rebirthing series, and that did involve lots of imagination, it did. though, didn't it? It did lots, lots of stuff. And, in fact, the popping I have uh, been doing doing a while. But I, I thought that the first... Um, well, the only retreat to this point that I've I've been on with you, the one up in Idaho in the fall, mm-hmm. and after I have another the, one coming up this in fall, Idaho. Or this, I know in May in Idaho. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, and we're going to be doing some fly fishing for those interested. Um, oh yes, are you going to be teaching a fly fishing? Absolutely <laughs> can't. That's the really. South Fork. Now <laughs> it'll be high, but it's one of the best. Uh, yeah, and we don't need to get off on that. All right, we'll talk about that later. Anyway. <laughs> But after the morning session of that uh, that retreat, I remember talking to some of the women there because I was the only guy uh, at lunch and think, and just saying, you know, it's amazing how much we trust this woman. This is the first time most many of us had met you <laughs> sitting there in public doing very strange things, <laughs> like not obscene or anything like that, but just very odd, like you wouldn't normally think you want people looking at you. Anyway, uh, so someone the other day told me, someone said, I was praying about you the other day. I said, you were? And he said, yeah, I wasn't praying for you. I was praying to know if you were from Satan. <laughs> <laughs> There's some of that. <laughs> and, I, and I said, well, what did you find out? He said, oh, I got that you were, you were good. 
that you're fulfilling your mission. That's and yeah. I was like, well, good. I'm glad that God told you that. <laughs> oh, that's a perfect example of the quote I just read, right? You look at some of the things Felice does and you think, what is in the world? is It challenges you, the ideas you have about the world. And so you're forced to ask. Ask God and encourage everybody to do that. Last quote here. I want you to listen to this. Also from A Course in Miracles. Learning of Christ is easy, for to perceive him, perceive with him involves no strain at all. His perceptions are your natural awareness, and it's only the distortions that you introduce that tire you. Let the Christ in you interpret for you, and do not try to limit what you see by narrow little beliefs that are unworthy of God's Son. Beautiful. Well, and I think that's the key behind Kinnelia Yoga is the true self. It's always there. Right. And with imagery... When you can, you know, bypass the conscious mind and get into that deeply relaxed, true self that's always there. I always tell people, you don't have to try mm-hmm. to do this. Like, you don't have to try. Just allow it to happen. It's always there. And and then amazing things happen. And it's all within you. I mean, that's the whole purpose of imagery is it's not, what I love about it is it's different. It's not a technique. Okay, back. Um, so what I was saying is, I it's not it's not a technique that me or any facilitator uses on a person. It's something that we help a person um, connect with themselves. And then after you know six or eight or ten or you know even one journey, yeah. people start to realize, oh, like that was within me. That's not something she did to me. That's not something. Right. You know, it becomes right. an internal resource that over time, you know, my clients don't need me anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I want. And that's what we all want. We all want to know, like, that deep within we have all the answers. And we want more connection with those. And with all of the nurturing and guidance and wisdom that's always r- around us. Yeah. Every, yes. Everything uh, that is real, we miss, well... We miss so much. Again, there I can't even I can't even begin to express how dead on this this whole idea is, and just just start to start to play with that idea in moments of relaxation, in moments of prayer, and in moments of meditation. Well, I have, a, I have that, a, a free tool. Yeah, so no, I have a free tool. It, some people may already have it. It's um, but it's worth listening to again. Um, But if you don't have it, it's a free um, imagery journey. It's kind of a basic one, but it's really good. Um, It's called Relaxed, Peaceful, Divine. And um, you can get it free if you subscribe to my hypnotherapy newsletter, which is at www.treeoflifehypnosis.net. .net is the key. And then just subscribe to the newsletter, and then it will come to you in an email. An email. And And you can just stick it on your phone or... Yeah, but never listen while driving or operating heavy machinery because it will take you to a deeply relaxed state. (laughs) And so, yeah, and play with that. And I do leave pauses in there for you to kind of do your own thing when you're in your special place or when you're. How long? It's been a while since I did that. How long of that? It's only like 15 minutes, isn't it? 10? It's like 17 minutes, 15 minutes ish. Yeah, it's not long. It doesn't take long, actually. And um, I think some people are a little, like, they tell me, well, I had these hypnosis things and they were like 30 minutes. It was just so long. (laughs) 
And so, you know, it's only 15 minutes, not that long. And, you know, what's 15 minutes if you get to, like, Mm -hmm. get deeply relaxed? And then actually, like, a a nice deep state of hypnosis, five minutes of hypnosis is like a 20-minute nap. So yeah, how if you about do a 15-minute one, then it's like an hour-long nap, and you awake feeling refreshed and alert. And speaking of, maybe we another podcast we can talk about the yogi secret of only needing five hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah, maybe on another podcast. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but what were we going to talk about? Oh, yeah. So it, um, let me just plug real quick my imagery certification. It's coming up in July. So if anybody wants oh, to right. learn more for about your, that. Yeah, it's not your certification. It. It's you are offering it for I'm offering. Yeah. I am training me and probably a colleague of mine with me. We're training um, people how to be facilitators. And it doesn't matter if you have no experience or if you're already a hypnotherapist or if you are just a, um, just not just, a, if you're a, any sort of a healer or a social worker, it'd be a really great tool to add to your toolbox. And um it's happening July 14th through the 18th in Ojai, California, and it's a live training, so you would actually get to come here, and there's lots of fun stuff to do here if you want to bring the whole family. So. Nice. I got one more quote for you. I just pulled this Oh, up. yeah, go ahead. It says, as you awaken, this again, A Course in Miracles, as you awaken other minds to the Holy Spirit through him and not yourself, you'll understand that you're not obeying the laws of this world, but the laws you are obeying work. The good is what works is a sound is a sound though insufficient statement. Only the good can work, and nothing else works at all. And that's what that would be. What I want to leave with is just as you as you download this imagery journey and in in the quiet moments and even throughout the day, take one minute and look around you and realize things are not what they seem. <laughs> what you perceive is mostly coming from inside you and from everything that's been handed down to you culturally, genetically, and everything else, mm-hmm. not necessarily representing reality and kind of detach from that. Or just just um, be aware of that thought. Let that mm-hmm. matriculate in you a little bit. All right. Well, thank you, young lady. We'll, um, uh, we'll do another one here before, you know, six weeks. <laughs> Next week, we'll do another one. So, um, beautiful, peaceful imaginings to you all. Satnam. Satnam.